I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds, and welcome to the Carnola Truth. Uh, I have a special guest in, well, in, on our show today. Uh, her name is Angela Shepard, and she's from Auburn, Alabama. And Angela is a unique story that we think that it's important for our listeners to hear. And uh, Angela is a, is a wife of 25-year marriage. She's got great four great, amazing children, and she lives in Auburn, Alabama. And um, I want to bring her on. Angela, are you there? Well, welcome to our show, The Kernel of Truth. And uh, glad to have you on. We had a couple of things that we wanted to talk to you about. I thought your story was really amazing. That's why I wanted you to come on. Uh, before we go into your story, though, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? I've already told the audience you were married and had four great kids and you live in Auburn. But uh, what else would you like to add to that? Um, well, that's had been majority of my my adult life was being a wife being a mom uh was able to stay at home with my kids and we actually are in a full-time ministry here my husband's the baseball chaplain at auburn and and so um i really was never really interested really in political stuff until after the election um i've most recently we can kind of backtrack a little bit but i most recently started a organization called voters for election integrity and it is just getting off the ground really new. I am still working on getting my website up. So I'm, I hate that that was not done before I got on here today. But unfortunately, it's taking a little bit more time. I've never really done any of that. So anyway, but so I just really started, you know, following um, um, after the 2020 election, I actually ran across Steve Bannon and listening to him and um, just trying to take in everything because I honestly just had no idea. I was so naive to elections, the process. Um, so anyway, I started listening to him and he actually had Dan Schultz, I think is his name with the, um, the precinct committee men uh, on there. And so he kept bringing him on and I thought, well, I think I'll reach out to him because I just didn't know where to even begin. Um, to be involved. I didn't know of like groups that met or anything like that. So anyway, I reached out to Dan actually, and he got back with me, connected me with someone else actually in this area that had reached out to him as well and got us together. We figured out where to go in our local area uh, because that's something that um, I kept hearing like get local, 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 local at. Um, and so anyway, I went to some meetings and then from there, I, my story kind of began. So I'm not really sure if you want me to continue in that or. Um, well, I, I, I want to make a comment and the comment is thank you for getting involved. And that's what we have to have all across this country, regular people, citizens, patriots who love their country, who want to get involved. And really and truly you did a lot to find out, to take that extra step. Because a lot of people simply don't know, and they're frustrated, and they're throwing their shoes at the at the TV. They're mad and they're yeah. angry, but they don't know what to do. And so the yeah. fact that you took that extra step, and and I applaud you for trying to set up an organization in order to uh, get more and more people involved. Because when you yeah. when you want to change something, when you want to fix it, uh, you have to have twice the pressure from the bottom is coming from the top to overcome it, and you can only do that with Great. people power. And uh, so what you're doing, I think, is a great thing. But I, but go ahead and co uh, to continue with the story, because I, I want people to know how, why you got involved. Uh, you know, you said a little bit about it, but go ahead. If you've got more, let us know. Um, well, so being from Georgia, um, I was like, of course, I was like, I told my husband, I'm like, oh, we got to move back. He's like, uh, you're crazy. We just moved here. And uh, and I was like, but there's so much wrong in Georgia. And of course, not knowing really or understanding elections and how that all worked. Little did I know that even in my own backyard, there were issues. Um, and so from beginning in May of 20. Two is when I really, I'm sorry, not 2021 is when I really decided my sister-in-law was like, we were talking and, you know, and it was fun. It was just like this, all this information that I was learning and, you know, and even people around me were like, whoa, 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 it's just a lot. It's a lot. And I'm like, I know, I know. And my sister-in-law challenged me. She was like, 
okay, a year from now, I want to challenge you that we're not sitting and having the same conversation, you know, that you actually really figure out how you can take all that you're learning and the knowledge and go and make a difference. And so from that conversation kind of pushed me out. I'm very, uh, kind of an introvert. Um, and so it was very scary actually reaching, you know, going into these meetings and, uh, meeting these people. And, um, so, but I did, and so from that, I got involved in my Republican Party, um, my local Republican Party. And um, and then another friend that fall of 21 um, had introduced me to a guy that actually at the time was our election official here in my county. Um, from there, I'm sure he wishes my van had never driven driven up to the courthouse because from there it has just been like I have been questions, 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 um, just digging and trying to understand how the election process works here in the state of Alabama. And um, he actually is a lawyer as well. So not only understanding the process, but also understanding the election all. So I kind of feel like I have gone to school uh, with having him kind of lead me through a lot of what I've um, been doing. Uh, but anyway, so he is no, no longer the official here for our elections. But from that friendship grew um, just a passion in me to figure out how and what is going on. And um, so which brings me to just the understanding of the um, so prior to elections, they have this thing called LNA testing. Uh, and so logic and accuracy testing. Well, yeah. you know what, Angela, before you get it, I got to ask you a quick question. Okay, what okay. machine? What voting machines do you use in Alabama? The ESNS DS two hundreds. Okay, the DS two hundred for the test, the, the tabulator. That's what you're using there. Yes. Do you use the, the touchscreens? Do you have the Express Vote touchscreens as well? Yes, we have Express Vote and the poll pads that you sign in like okay. on iPads. Okay, so. we have those in Arkansas too. I just wanted to know which machine you use. But go ahead. So they do this this thing called a you said a logic and accuracy test. Okay, so the LNA test is a public testing that voters or citizens can come and observe the um, machines being tested for how they will be used on election day. So with ES and SDS 200s, they have three modes. They have an administrative mode, which is the ESNS that they have that, or the probate judge, whoever is over the elections or the election official would have that administrative um, access. Then they have an open mode and a closed mode. So during the LNA, we are given test like stacks of um, they send test uh, ballots in that you can feed through the machine. And then they also send you the results to make sure that those results actually match to what you um, have been given. So anyways, I, like I said, uh, that typically is not something that people come to that, or that most people are even aware that is happening um, before elections. Um, so anyway, I decided that um, before that testing day of May 16th, 22 here, I decided um, I was actually going to be a poll watcher for the first time. And so I knew that I would be away from my precinct. So I applied for my absentee uh, ballot. So a friend of mine a week before that LNA testing was like, hey, why don't you make copies of your absentee ballot and see if the machines will accept them? And I'm thinking, OK, yeah. So anyways, I did that. And um, so I made eight photocopies on just flimsy Xerox copy paper and um, just kind of, you know, cut it down to size and actually um, when I went in there to put the ballot through, it was too large. So then I had to go down the hall and get more. I had to get, other, you know, scissors and cut the edges off, you know, even more so so that it would fit into that tabulator. Um, but before, let me back up a second. So I did not ask the probate judge if I could do this. So the probate judge in the state of Alabama is your chief election official. Um, and. He, it was a little bit of a disarray that day. It was kind of ballots were kind of everywhere and things were just kind of, you know, not organized, I would say. So I did not 
I did not ask him if I could do this. A friend of mine down in Baldwin County, um, close to the beach, had actually done it already earlier that day. We were like maybe an hour uh, difference from each other. And he was not able to record his because he had asked his probate judge to if he could even do it. And his probate judge said, yes, but you cannot record. Well, I did not ask permission. And I went in there and I recorded uh, the machine taking these copied ballots on the flimsy white paper. And to be honest with you, I don't really think I truly understood what I was doing that day, to be quite honest. I really was just testing something like an experiment almost, you know, like, does this, would this work? Um, so after that took the eight ballots and I went straight to the probate judge and I actually, there was an ESNS state representative there at the time. And I told him, and both of them were very dismissive of what I did. Um, yeah, and very much like, well, yes. Well, I want you to hold on to that thought because unfortunately we're at a quick break. Let's uh, hold on to that thought. We're going to take this break and uh, sorry, I didn't tell you earlier, but we'll come right back. Uh, we'll be right back okay. with the Colonel of Truth with our special guest, Angela Shepard. We'll be right back. Thanks. Breaking news, Arkansas. This is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, a national security expert, CEO of AVII, and host of the Colonel of Truth. The Searcy County JPs have voted to secure their elections by moving to hand-marked paper ballots. Your county could do this, too. Call your JP today and demand secure elections with paper ballots. Go to AVII.org. Hey there, Arkansas. I'm Carrie Lake from Arizona, and I'm joining your mission to take back America county by county to restore faith in our election process. Arkansas plays a vital role in this mission led by Colonel Conrad Reynolds and the Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative. By demanding hand-marked paper ballots, we will ensure the integrity of our elections and rid ourselves of non-transparent voting computers. Call your Justice of the Peace and insist on hand-marked paper ballots for your county. To become part of the movement and learn more, go to avii.org. Together, we will take back America county by county. Paid for by the Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative. Hello, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. My friend Mike Lindell is offering huge discounts to the Colonel of Truth listeners. Visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad, that's C-O-N-R-A-D, for massive discounts on great products like sheets and pillows and slippers and even travel pillows. So visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad. Your purchase will help support the Colonel of Truth. AVII.org is on a mission to take back America county by county by securing our elections and bringing transparency to the voting process. Hi, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, host of the Colonel of Truth and the CEO of AVII. I'm asking all patriots to visit AVII.org and donate to our cause. It's time to stand up and defend our great nation. Paid for by AVI Incorporated. Welcome back to the Colonel of Truth. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds with our special guest, Angela Shepard. And we want to pick up the story because she was telling us about what was happening when she was uh, using her absentee ballot to run through a DS-200. Go ahead and pick it up where you, where you left off. You were cutting off the edges to um, make sure it could fit. So when it when they when I saw that they were counting all of them, I was just immediately just like, oh my gosh, I really couldn't believe it worked. I mean, even on the video, I'm like, it really did it. Like, um, so anyway, I did go to the ESNS representative, like I said, and to the probate judge, and they both kind of were dismissive and were like, this can't happen because people are watching people put their ballots in, um, tabulators and all of this. And I'm, and I just, I couldn't believe really the, how they responded to be honest with you. And, um, so, so, so the reaction wasn't a more, wasn't about like, Oh man, this is a problem. They moved the goalpost of these things can't accept fraudulent ballots to, well, you wouldn't have the opportunity to stick them in. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. Not, not like, Oh my gosh, we have a problem. We need to, we need to get to ESNS. I mean, there's an ESNS, um, office here, not about two hours from here, north of us in Birmingham. And so I'm just like, hello, this isn't a problem. Like, but instead 
it's interesting to me because so that to, the night after this happened, well, the the former Secretary of State had immediately once this happened in Lee County, um, he sends out a, an email to all the probate judges, anyone I think that dealt with elections to warn them about this. Don't let anyone do anything else like this. And um, and then he actually had a phone call with my friend down in Baldwin County, had his lawyers and um, and this couple that actually were the couple that used their absentee ballot to make the copies down in Baldwin County, um, trying to, I guess, either, I'm not really sure what the his agenda was with that call, other than just to make sure that they did not break any laws. But let's be clear, as a public testing, it was not election day. So we, we need to be very clear with that because obviously on election day, you would not want to do that if you know what's right. But um, I proved... Right that this could happen. Right. So, and, and these LNA tests, they're designed to try to give confidence to the public that illegal votes can't yes. happen and that there's no way you could rig the system or rig the elections with these voting machines. And you proved that there's no special paper needed. There's no proprietary um, paper that's needed. It doesn't have to be an actual mark from a pen or a pencil. It can just be a photocopy on regular paper and it will count it the same as a vote that somebody had had done legally. That's what you proved. Yeah. Well, in the yes, and that the DS 200 does not or no to be like, hey, this is not a real ballot or hey, you've already put this one in there that uh, eight, uh, seven other times like it doesn't. There's nothing in this. And I use this analogy a lot when I'm speaking. It's kind of like going to the vending machine. If you copy a dollar and you take that copy dollar to try to go get you a candy bar or a Coke, not like now we use our cards, but when you know, used to, it's not going to give right. it to you. Right. It's going to spit it right back out. There's obviously a component within those machines that say this is not real. So I don't understand why we cannot get this looked at because I know for a fact that, so um, I might be going too far down in the story. I don't know how far you want me to go in this, but I, you know, the next time I came to the LNA testing, it was very interesting to say the least. No, but, let's, um, let's hold the, the second time you come back for our next segment. Cause I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about this one and, okay. and the fact that you, so you put in how many, how many ballots did you feed in? Eight. One, eight, eight. Uh, all eight. You put all eight, and it counted all eight of them. Yes. And uh, I just think that's that is amazing because the LNA test is supposed to set up to give confidence to the public, right? That yes. these machines are working flawlessly. My question is, do you have it in state law that they have to like in Arkansas? It's in state law that they have to do this dog and pony show for the public. Do you know if that's yes. the same in Alabama? It is. It is. It's at least in our administrative code. Um, I'm not sure I'd have, that would be a, a Robert question for the Title 17 as far as in our elections, but it's definitely in the administrative code that we that the probate judges and everyone who runs our elections in Alabama goes by. So, yes. And, and, and so and after they do these LNA tests there, uh, we have a certain procedure that they go through here in Arkansas. Do you know what the procedure is they do after the LNA test is done? Okay, in order to make sure the machines are exactly the way they are for the election. Um, as far as I know, what they did was, I mean, they ran these test ballots, may, they pull out the tape and make sure that, you know, that all the the numbers matched up or whatever. And then they cl they close it down like they would on election night. And then they put a little seal that is stating that it's been a certified machine, that it's been tested and it's ready to be taken to the precinct. Got it. Got it. Well, we that's exactly the way they do it here in Arkansas. And, uh, and I have to bring this up because I had one election commissioner tell me that this proves that the machine is operating properly and that they secured it. They've locked it. They put security tape on it. It's not connected to the internet. They put it into a secure location so that when the election day comes, nobody has touched it or messed with it. And I asked the lady, I said, well, okay, but let me ask you a question. Do you know what's inside that machine that makes it work? And she said, well, what are you talking about? A computer? I said, yeah, a computer. 
So inside that, there it is a computer. Actually, it's a Dell computer. And I said, uh, inside that um, uh, machine, the computer runs. And I said, pretty much exactly like the computer at home. I said, do you have a computer at home? And she said, yeah, I do. And I said, well, in your life, have you ever had to change the time on your computer for daylight savings time? And she thought for a second, she said, no. I said, why? Because I'll tell you why. It knows the date and time. So any test that you run before an election is irrelevant because it would be programmed, the computer would be programmed to run on election day. And it would run different programs. For example, it only men over 80, it would change the vote or alter their vote, uh, men over 80 between the times of 11 and, t- and 12. And 12 to 1, it would be just women between 7 and 75. You see what I mean? There will be so many different opportunities to program the machine to cheat. You would never, ever catch it. That is the problem that we currently have. And I said, uh, and I'm sure the same thing is in Alabama. And uh, the problem is we have people who are in charge of elections who have no idea how they work. they got no idea. And so and we have found that over and over again. People swear up and down. They know how this system works, and they work in the system, and they love it because it's convenient. And convenient trumps everything. Plus, nobody's held accountable. And I'm sure that's the way it is there in Alabama. Now, I I took a little time here because I want you to talk about the second time you came back right after break. Uh, We're going to take about another 15 seconds. So we're going to go to a break, and then we're going to come back. And I want you to tell us exactly what happened then. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds. And we're the Colonel of Truth, and we're here with our special guest, Angela Shepard from Auburn, Alabama. We'll be right back. Thank you. Breaking news, Arkansas. This is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, a national security expert, CEO of AVII, and host of the Colonel of Truth. The Searcy County JPs have voted to secure their elections by moving to hand-marked paper ballots. Your county could do this, too. Call your JP today and demand secure elections with paper ballots. Go to AVII.org. Hey there, Arkansas. I'm Carrie Lake from Arizona, and I'm joining your mission to take back America county by county to restore faith in our election process. Arkansas plays a vital role in this mission led by Colonel Conrad Reynolds and the Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative. By demanding hand-marked paper ballots, we will ensure the integrity of our elections and rid ourselves of non-transparent voting computers. Call your Justice of the Peace and insist on hand-marked paper ballots for your county. To become part of the movement and learn more, go to avii.org. Together, we will take back America county by county. Paid for by the Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative. Hello, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. My friend Mike Lindell is offering huge discounts to the Colonel of Truth listeners. Visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad, that's C-O-N-R-A-D, for massive discounts on great products like sheets and pillows and slippers and even travel pillows. So visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad. Your purchase will help support the Colonel of Truth. AVII.org is on a mission to take back America county by county by securing our elections and bringing transparency to the voting process. Hi, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, host of the Colonel of Truth and the CEO of AVII. I'm asking all patriots to visit AVII.org and donate to our cause. It's time to stand up and defend our great nation. Paid for by AVI Incorporated. Welcome back to the Colonel of Truth, and I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds again with our special guest, Angela Shepard, who is out of Auburn, Alabama. She has a unique and absolutely unbelievable story about what happened to her when she was trying to uh, help with their elections and the information that she learned considering the ES&S voting machines and their LNA test. And last time, Angela, we were just talking about what happened the first time you went Let's talk. Tell us about the second time that you went back. Okay, real quick, I do want to jump back a little bit okay. to what you were saying. Um, the thumb drives that are put in those DS two hundreds on election day, or even I think they put them in during the testing as well, right? So they are programmed to who knows what, right? I mean, we're we're trusting a a company 
to do what we say we want on those, but how does anyone truly know, right? So I think that's very interesting that that we are so trusting of um, a company. But anyway, um, but real fast before you go to that, that, speaking of that company, yeah. who owns that company? The- um, maybe you know that. I do. I don't really I, know. I, I, mean, I know the answer is unknown. We know that the McCarthy Group, okay, okay actually uh, run ES&S. They are a private equity fund. And the people that are their investors who actually you know, invest in ES&S in McCarthy Group are hidden. We're not allowed to know who they are behind the corporate veil. But their bylaws refuse to allow anybody to know who are the investors, number one. Number two, we have no idea how much money they make. Or how they make it. Or how they make it. We're not allowed to see. So we don't know what kind of money. They say, well, they're barely making barely making it. We have no way of knowing. And when we and NBC tried to find out and asked them, they said, well, we're not going to tell you how much we make. We don't have to. We're a private company. So that is who Alabama and Arkansas and many other states have outsourced their elections to, a private, for-profit company who refuses to tell us who owns it and who refuses to tell us how much they make. But anyway, go ahead. We don't want to go. So the the second time um, I came back for the general election and there was a paper that was being passed out that we were given when we came stating it was like your name. Um, I promise that I will only use the ballots that are provided to me today, blah, blah, blah. And you had to sign your name on there and date it. Well, thankfully, I did not do that. And so because I did not and I refused to sign that, the um, probate judge told me that my name would be given to our attorney general. And I'm thinking, what did I do? I mean, you know, this is a public testing. Um, And so I left there a little bit like I cannot even I mean, you know, I'm not I wasn't scared or anything, but I just didn't really understand. So immediately I reached out to the attorney general's office. I immediately got a phone call back the next morning from one of the chief counsel. And he was great. And um, within 24 hours of contacting him, I was told that no, uh, my name was not given by the attorney general's office and not that paper or document. I called it a disclosure form was not given uh, to uh, by the attorney general's office staff or the attorney general to their knowledge. They were not able to give, go into much detail at that time. I was still um, in a pending uh, lawsuit. And so there was that client uh, attorney privilege. But I was I got the answer that I knew to be true. Right. That um, I felt that it was a targeted um, kind of LNA testing that day because, you know, it's interesting because from the May 16th to the October testing, wow, quite a difference in the way that the LNA testing was done in my county. I will say that. And so anyway, I just, you know, I, that is that is part of this story and journey for me that I, I think they wished that or they thought I was just going to go away. I would... Um, just kind of do what I did and not bother them ever again. And um, if they came out enough um, in front of the story or enough to kind of make me be, you know, some sort of, um, I was classified as a rogue agent um, and those kinds of things, then maybe I would just get tired of fighting this. Um, But I knew that there had to be something more that I'm not understanding. And so I just continue to this day to fight. And I, you know, that was May 16th of 22 that I did that. And here we are, October of 23. And to my knowledge, nothing has been done to secure those DS-200s in the sense of being able to decipher ballots and if they're, you know, been run once, if they've been copied. Um, So, you know, it's been it's been a big fight. I mean, I fought at the local level, at the state level, but well, well, let me I ask just, you. You said there was a big change between May and October. Tell us what that what, what you what you saw. What changed? It, it was just more organized because you know May was just kind of like a free for all, and no October was very like everything was set up to a certain degree, and um, and so 
you know, I don't know that I said this and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I do know that um, the ESNS representative that was there in May was back there in October and he told someone that what I did caused a crap show behind the scene for ESNS. So, you know, ESNS may want to skirt under the rug and try to get away from this, but I mean, the truth is the truth, right? And it's it's unfortunate that people can't handle that. But I, my video proves that this can be done. ESNS actually states that it does only accept certain paper, the 80 pound cardstock. It only, you know, will reject if it's not that or the um, the ink and things like that. So security you know, measures I, I really, that really don't exist. Yes, exactly. And even CISA even has it written um, in their own words too. Tell our, do you know? Do you know what? Uh, can you tell our audience what CISA? Oh, you're going to ask me. I, I need my expertise. Uh, but it's the it's, 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 the, it's the, uh, the federal agency that told everybody yes. that we had the most safest election ever in 2020. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Krebs was in charge at the time. But uh, yeah, I, yes, but but I, but I got you. So basically, they I are. I forget that now. <laughs> <laughs> so they they uh, got involved as well then a little bit as far as yeah. it's saying that these are security measures when in fact they're not correct. Sure, absolutely. And I mean, listen, the EAC. I mean, it's interesting to me. I mean, there's so much in the EAC and. I mean, it's the Elections Assistance Commission, if people don't know what the EAC is. But I mean, you know, there is. Uh, yeah. And I'm going, we're not even following our own. I mean, the, the federal guidelines for these ES, the DS 200s. I mean, yeah. we're well, Angela, own. what we found in Arkansas is that uh, most of the state legislatures simply uh, super copy uh, what the federal law says. And uh, in a lot in a lot of instances, yeah. and they really don't, you know, they put it in their state law. Um, they really don't think too much about it other than, okay, the Help America Vote Act, have a 2002 says this, okay, we'll take that and we'll put it in our state law. And that's what many states did in, to include Arkansas. And, uh, and that's what we've got now. And we've got some real issues with uh, the machines and how they operate. Um, I would like to bring you back on for some closing arguments after we get through with this segment. We'll bring you back because I, I want to ask you a couple more questions. Uh, so for right now, I uh, will tell the audience, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, and this is the Colonel of Truth. And we hope uh, we will be back with our special guest, Angela Shepard, here in just a few minutes. Be right back. Breaking news, Arkansas. This is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, a national security expert, CEO of AVII, and host of the Colonel of Truth. The Searcy County JPs have voted to secure their elections by moving to hand-marked paper ballots. Your county could do this, too. Call your JP today and demand secure elections with paper ballots. Go to AVII.org. Hey there, Arkansas. I'm Carrie Lake from Arizona, and I'm joining your mission to take back America county by county to restore faith in our election process. Arkansas plays a vital role in this mission led by Colonel Conrad Reynolds and the Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative. By demanding hand-marked paper ballots, we will ensure the integrity of our elections and rid ourselves of non-transparent voting computers. Call your Justice of the Peace and insist on hand-marked paper ballots for your county. To become part of the movement and learn more, go to avii.org. Together, we will take back America county by county. Paid for by the Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative. Hello, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. My friend Mike Lindell is offering huge discounts to the Colonel of Truth listeners. Visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad, that's C-O-N-R-A-D, for massive discounts on great products like sheets and pillows and slippers and even travel pillows. So visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad. Your purchase will help support the Colonel of Truth. AVII.org is on a mission to take back America county by county by securing our elections and bringing transparency to the voting process. Hi, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, host of The Colonel of Truth and the CEO of AVII. I'm asking all patriots to visit AVII.org and donate to our cause. It's time to stand up and defend our great nation. Paid for by AVI Incorporated. Welcome back to the Colonel of Truth. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds, your host. And uh, 
We're here. We're going to talk uh, with our special guest, Angela Shepard, out of Auburn, Alabama. She just told us an amazing story about how she was able to prove uh, that these machines, particularly the ESNS uh, tabulator, the DS200, uh, does not really operate the way that they say it should as far as security measures. And she was able to take an absentee ballot and make eight copies. And during the logic and accuracy test, she ran it through and it counted every one to everybody's amazement to include their county officials. And uh, she wasn't, I guess you could say you weren't greeted with open arms by doing that, were you? Oh, no, no? not at all. Definitely <laughs> they not. weren't too happy with your actions. Well, usually yeah. when, uh, and why is that? Well, I'd like to have a conversation between uh, Will and you and myself, because I think it's important. We see that there's a lot of effort and a lot of energy that goes behind uh, trying to convince the public that these machines are absolutely 100% safe, not a problem. There is no problem here. So nothing to worry about. We'll move on. But then when something comes up that shows, in fact, there's a problem, that's when they get really animated, and that's when they go after people. That's when they either sue, go after you, try to, to, uh, to knock you down. And, and these LNA tests is just one part of what I call the dog and pony show. The dog and pony show to prove to everybody else. It's kind of like the magician with the black hat. I use this example a lot. But the magician with the black hat, and he says, okay, no, nothing to see here, folks. Look inside the hat. And they bring somebody from the audience to come up and verify that everything is okay. That is what the LNA test is for. And that's why they want people to come. So then they look at it and they go, I saw it. It was all perfect. It ran well. But see, yeah. the difference is, is that the magician knows the trick. He knows that where's the rabbit is or whether it's underneath you know, his cape or in the behind him. The people who are there don't know the trick. They just see and they go, oh, it's all okay. There's nothing here. It's all normal. And that is what they do to convince people that everything is good. And then what you did, though, was pull back the curtain and you showed something they didn't want people to see. And uh, I mean, is that how you feel? I, mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's what it looked oh, like to yeah. me. Oh, no, definitely. Um, real quick, I will add this real quick there. Um, a week after I did that, uh, there was a county commissioner that had actually, I don't know, I haven't seen the case or what exactly he was charged for doing, but there were witnesses that state that he was putting absentee ballots in the machines and just feeding them through. Now, I don't know if that was one ballot that he was feeding over and over again, or if it was a copy ballot like mine, but I just found it interesting that he did that a week after I did what I did. Now he did it on election day. That is the difference. But, and then his case was dropped in Jan in February of, of this year. And so that meant no prosecution. I mean, it's uh -huh. just, it's unreal. Yeah. So, well, uh, I mean, there, there are several stages um, and several things that they do to make the machines look like everything is on the up and up. And again, most people are not allowed to ask questions. For example, here in Arkansas, uh, uh, nobody's allowed to open up the machines. Otherwise, you, you void the warranty. So you're not allowed to look at them. Now, we'll have our secretary of state or other people that will say, oh, I've seen in the machine. And they showed me where the modem should go, and there is no modem there. We have no modems. And I'm thinking, you, you have no clue what you're talking about because you don't know what a, a, a modem would look like if it were to be hidden. There are many types of modems, not just one that goes in one particular slot. But, but unfortunately, that is the verification everybody's supposed to have and feel good about. And I think something you said earlier in the program we got a company that we're supposed to trust. Okay. They got these thumb drives that they send. All those thumb drives, by the way, are owned by ES and S. All those thumb drives were programmed by ES and S. And all those thumb drives are plugged into the machines. And the people who are plugging them in have uh, plugging them in have no idea what is what, what's on them. They don't know what the program is. And in fact, here. In Arkansas, and I'm sure the same in Alabama, we're not allowed to look at the programming at all. And uh, are y'all, are you allowed to see any of the programming? No. Okay. no. Uh, let me ask you, do you use the uh, 
you said you did use the express vote, the touch screen. That's for the disabled there. Yeah. For the disabled? Yeah, for the ADA. Yeah, for the ADA. I would say, I mean, yes, we have them at every precinct. Yep. Um, but I do not know how used they are. I do know they are at times, but it's, you know, I've, I've heard, I've asked people about it and they're like, well, nobody even used it. Well, that's the but purpose yes, of them. They anyway. are available. Yeah, the purpose of, yeah. the, uh, of, of those exactly. are for the handicapped. And, and of course, they use barcode, and we we'll, and we have a real problem with that because in in Arkansas, everybody is, uses them, everybody except for we have four counties that on election day allow to have paper ballots that you fill in the oval. That's what y'all use, correct? That is what we use. Yes, yeah. But for the express vote, though, like um, you know, it comes out and it's a printed sheet with barcodes all over it. And then you do have like the names of the people down at the bottom, but can you read barcode? I mean, I don't, I don't know that it actually read who I voted for based upon that. And I think we're actually breaking our own state law. Um, that is something I would have Robert delve into more than me, but I, I know that's yeah. in Alabama. I'm pretty sure. That's yeah. We okay. have a law. So. We filed a lawsuit here in Arkansas, just so you know, against ES&S, our Secretary of State and our State Board of Election Commissioners, because of that very fact. We said we cannot read barcode. And under federal and state law, it says that I have to be able to verify that the person I'm voting for yes. is on my ballot before I cast it. But the problem we have yes. is we have, in essence, two languages. One, it's in barcode. It could be in Russian. It could be in whatever, whatever, right? Chinese, we don't know. And then the other one is English. But the machine only counts the barcode. It counts in the language yeah. that we're not able to read or understand. So we're suing. And it's blank. too. And it's blank when you put it in there. What's that? I said it's blank when you put it in there. I mean, it's just a blank piece of paper. At least it is here. Well, I don't no, know it's, what it's it is. blank. Yeah, it, well, it has a barcode on top when you first put it in. OK, that barcode tells oh, that machine which ballot style you're supposed to vote on. What we don't know, yes. okay. what we don't know is what other instructions that barcode that just came off the internet tells that machine to do. Do you guys use the e poll books? Yes. Do you use ESNS e poll books? Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. So that that next ballot is printed off the information from the e poll books of ESNS. And did you actually know that ESNS is in control of the whole poll book then and registered voter list? Uh, yes. And that m makes me very uh, anxious and nervous about that. When I realize that I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, because used to, you know, we would have our printed, you know, poll list or whatever. So it was printed. But yeah, that they're the ones that someone in each state. But from what I understand is programming those thumb drive, like our poll, uh, poll books now electronically, which is I'm like, OK, so who's doing that here? I would like to know. Is it? I'm not really sure. That's what I'm trying to, that, that's going to be something I'm going to try to be looking into as well. Cause I'm like, that's not good. And it's kind of scary that that's the case. Yeah. There, there, there are a lot of steps in the whole system that are, that are opaque. We're not able to see, we're not able to know. Um, and the barcode thing, of course, I know y'all don't have, that is a big problem. If you're only using it for the handicapped and disabled, mm -hmm. uh, it's a bigger problem here. And, um, my whole point is, is that a barcode, since we can't read it, although I, I will tell you, Angela, we've had people that will county clerks. Say, oh, yeah, you can read it. We had one county clerk that put out a booklet on how to read a barcode. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Okay. In order to try to counter our argument, they go, oh, yeah, you can read it. You can read it. Well, here's my example to people. I said, if you go and you buy a, I don't know, go to Walmart and you buy a bottle of Heinz ketchup. On the bottom, back of Heinz Cup has got a barcode, okay, because it's the same label. doesn't matter where you buy the, the bottle, right? And you run it through the scanner to buy it, self-checkout, right? And it says $1.99. Okay, great. But you take that same bottle of Heinz ketchup, and you go to a 7-Eleven, and you run it through, and it's $2.99. Hold it now. It's the same barcode. Why is it a different price? It's because whoever programmed Okay, in the computer to tell what that value will be. That you is the difference. Wow. That's the difference. And so we tell people uh, just because it's got a barcode, but see, we've we've come to trust barcodes 
on a lot of things, but we really don't stop to understand how they function and work. And that's why we need to know how these machines interpret that barcode to determine if it's, in fact, the right name. And we'll never know that because they've never given that up. It's proprietary. They yeah, won't let you know. So we said too. because of that, you should never have it in an election. No black boxes, nothing opaque. But that is the problem that we have. What else? Do we and, and in Alabama, there the handmarked ballots that you use. Have you ever noticed the black lines around the edge? Uh, yes, the little uh, ticking dots or whatever. Yeah. Or the well, yes. ESNS calls that a barcode. That is a barcode that they are reading to know the ballot style that it's checking. Again, it doesn't yes. read the English on that on that ballot. It reads location of spots based on the barcode. Um, I was going to tell you all this real quick before I forget. So um, I'm not really sure. In Alabama, we have ballot accounting certificates, which at the end of the night, each precinct inspector has to fill it out. It's it's like a check. You're supposed to be able to know how many people came in and how many um, how many ballots went through the tabulators. And just for an for instance, here we had one precinct that had 183 more ballots that went through the tabulators than checked into those poll pads. Based on Alabama state statute currently, we have no way to look into that, to audit that or anything. That's where I am right now is pushing for a state post-election audit here in Alabama. But I just wanted to tell you that because but they do like, it's really important. They do like to lean on that heavily. They don't want anybody yes. going through and looking at them. In fact, if you were to challenge an election by a state law, and it's not just in ours, in many other states, says that you have to recount the ballot in the manner that it was counted in the first place, which means, guess what? You have to run them back through the same That's machine. Exactly. You're not able to do a hand count. So there's all kind, there are all kinds of problems with the system, but they're all, it's all set up to where it's very, it makes it impossible in some ways to be able to find the malfeasance and they can get away with it with impunity. And if ever there's a problem, sure. it's always a computer glitch. But Angela, I I, um, I can't thank you enough for coming on our program and telling us your story. Um, we've got about, I don't know, 50 seconds left. What is your advice to all the people listening to you right now? What would be your advice to them? I just I just encourage everyone to, to get local. I mean, really, because statewide is very overwhelming at times, but I would say find people that, you know, that are like-minded with you. And I would say, I mean, you know, we really just need kind of a, a new generation, if you will, people like us that are paying attention, that are understanding what's going on, being poll watchers, paying attention, looking at voter rolls, um, things like that. I mean, it's it, there's so many different right. areas you can be involved in, but I would say. All right. Well, I would say you're 100 percent right. It's patriots have to take back their country and they got to start by taking back their elections. And that's what you're doing right now. We respect you. We thank you for taking your time to come on our show. The Colonel of Truth. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much, Angela. And uh, that wraps it up for our show this uh, this week. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds with The Colonel of Truth. Thank you and join us next week for another great episode. Hello, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. My friend Mike Lindell is offering huge discounts to The Colonel of Truth listeners. Visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad. That's C-O-N-R-A-D for massive discounts on great products like sheets and pillows and slippers and even travel pillows. So visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad. Your purchase will help support the Colonel of Truth. Breaking news, Arkansas. This is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, a national security expert, CEO of AVII, and host of the Colonel of Truth. The Searcy County JPs have voted to secure their elections by moving to hand-marked paper ballots. Your county could do this, too. Call your JP today and demand secure elections with paper ballots. Go to AVII.org. Hey there, Arkansas. I'm Carrie Lake from Arizona, and I'm joining your mission to take back America county by county to restore faith in our election process. Arkansas plays a vital role in this mission led by Colonel Conrad Reynolds and the Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative. By demanding handmarked paper ballots, we will ensure the integrity
integrity of our elections and rid ourselves of non-transparent voting computers. Call your Justice of the Peace and insist on hand-marked paper ballots for your county. To become part of the movement and learn more, go to avii.org. Together, we will take back America county by county. Paid for by the Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative. Hello, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. My friend Mike Lindell is offering huge discounts to the Colonel of Truth listeners. Visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad, that's C-O-N-R-A-D, for massive discounts on great products like sheets and pillows and slippers and even travel pillows. So visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad. Your purchase will help support the Colonel of Truth. AVII.org is on a mission to take back America county by county by securing our elections and bringing transparency to the voting process. Hi, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, host of the Colonel of Truth and the CEO of AVII. I'm asking all patriots to visit AVII.org and donate to our cause. It's time to stand up and defend our great nation. Paid for by AVI Incorporated. Hey folks, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, host of The Colonel of Truth. Our mission is to save America, and one of the ways we do that is through this radio program. In order to support our show, we ask that you go to MyPillow.com. It's my friend Mike Lindell. He's got great products. The sheets are incredible. The new pillow he's got, the 2.0, absolutely fabulous. They've got towels. They've got all kinds of things, slippers. they got everything. Use promo code Conrad to help support our mission here. We want to save America, and we're asking for your help. Humble Hoping Coffee is delicious air-roasted coffee. No preservatives and all organic. Just like God intended. Humble Hoping Coffee is a Christian company. We use portions of our proceeds to mail Bibles all across America. Please order yours today at www.humblewb.coffee. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds, a retired U.S. military intelligence officer. Folks, we have a plan to bring a secure election process back to Arkansas and rid the state of election computers. Visit avii.org. Paid for by the Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative, Incorporated. 